for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A blessed and happy Thanksgiving Eve to all of you. May tomorrow bring joy and peace as we give thanksgiving to God for all of his many blessings to us. But as we prepare for such a feast, in our text we are met with two brothers who are feuding. Not that anything of that manner would happen on Thanksgiving, but nonetheless, two brothers are feuding. And one of them says to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. There it is, a tale as old as time. How quickly when a great sum of money comes up, is there a great division in a family? How quickly those bonds can be broken. But Jesus does not want to get involved in such a dispute. For what good is wealth when you die? Our checking accounts, our 401ks, our estates will serve us nothing when we die. Our Lord knows that. And so he does not want to get involved in such a dispute. And so he says to the man, man, who made me a judge or arbitrator over you? Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness. For one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Covetousness, the ninth and tenth commandments. But often these commandments are overlooked. We get through one through eight of, you know, idolatry, murder, slander, and the like. And then, oh yeah, nine and ten. Now let's move on to the next chief part. These are the ones that are overlooked most of the time. But our Lord tells us to be on guard against such a sin. For such a sin is a cancerous sin, and if it is not guarded against, it will spread to many parts of our lives. But instead of giving us a practical step-by-step guide on how to be on guard against covetousness, our Lord simply says, one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. He speaks this both to those who have an abundance of possessions and to those who lack such an abundance. He wants to reframe how we view possessions And so he does this in two separate ways. First, he does this through a parable. The land of a rich man produced plentifully, and he thought to himself, what shall I do? For I have nowhere to store my crops. I will do this. I will tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. In that parable, How did the man come into his great abundance, this great wealth, this great harvest? Except from the Lord. It is indeed the Lord who gives the growth, who causes the crops to sprout, who sends rain upon the earth, who gives light to such crops in order that they would grow. Man can work all he wants, But if God does not give the growth, there will be no plentiful harvest come springtime. 
he is the one who gives all things as a gift. And this includes the man's very own life. So as we pray the Lord's Prayer each and every day, we pray that the Lord would give us this day our daily bread. For he gives us our daily bread even without our prayers. But we pray that we would receive these gifts with thanksgiving. That we would recognize who the source of these gifts is. And to not be like the man in the parable who sat back and patted himself on the back as a source of such gifts. The second thing that the Lord teaches in this parable is that when it came time for the man to make a decision of what he was going to do, did he consult anyone? No. He thought to himself. He did not consult the wisdom of Scripture, the wisdom of faithful family members, or other faithful Christians. Here we see the danger of prolonged solitude. Sure, there are some of us who are more introverted and do not necessarily want to be in a community all the time, but prolonged solitude has its dangers. For without consulting the wisdom of others, the wisdom of Scripture, how quickly do we make the decision that serves our own interests, just as a man in the parable did. What a blessing it is to be a part of a community here at Faith, where there are many who have gone through the very same struggles that you are going through, have passed through such struggles, and have great wisdom to give to us. What a blessing it is to be a part of a community where we have fellowship with one another, whether that's on Sunday and the coffee hour, Thursday for the fellowship breakfast, or coming up in Advent, the soup suppers. There are many times to have great fellowship with one another, and so we are called to be in community with one another, to enjoy that fellowship and to glean wisdom from other faithful Christians among us. The man in the parable continues in his selfish self-centeredness, and he says, And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. This is not the goal of many in life to work as hard as we can in order that one day we can do nothing but relax, eat, drink, and be merry. But if man does not realize who the giver of such gifts is, he will sit back, relax, eat, drink, be merry, and pat himself on the back for all the great work that he has done to bless his own life. The man in the parable said to himself, Be merry, euphrino in the Greek. And what does the Lord God say in return? Ophron, a wordplay. He says, You fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? 
our very lives are a gift from God. Each day that we rise and have another day on this earth, we are to give thanks to God that we have one more day. For tomorrow is not promised. And our Lord at any time could say to us, this night your soul is required of you. But unlike the man in the parable, when the Lord comes and says that to us, it will be a joyous day indeed. For the Lord will be bringing us from death to life. So our Lord concludes his teaching by saying, So is the one who lays up treasures for himself and is not rich toward God. Here we see an image of what happens when one of the Lord's saints dies. For those who have been washed clean by the blood of the Lamb and die, our Lord is laying up his own treasures in heaven, his very own children whom he loved, whom he redeemed, whom he washed clean. Dear saints of the Lord, for this day we joyously await. We wait for the day when our Lord will say to us, this night your soul is required of you. But until then, we wait with the realization that our life does not consist in the abundance of possessions, but rather in the lavish giving the gifts that our Lord gives to us. That our Lord has loved us and sent his Son and redeemed us. That through the waters of holy baptism, he has made us his own treasure, his own child. And that each and every week we gather here and feast on our Lord's very own body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. This is what our life consists of. And to that, we give great thanks and praise to our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.